Today is December the 1st. Was Jesus truly a king? Let's find out together as we look at Genesis and Psalms. In the story of uh, the book of Genesis, Israel as a nation ends up in Egypt. Uh, they were seeking relief from a seven-year-long famine that had taken place. They gather there. They actually move everything to Egypt. And in chapter 49, Israel, Jacob, also known as Israel, is dying. He calls his sons to him, and he offers each one a word of blessing. For his son Judah, Genesis chapter 49, verses 9 and 10. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like, an, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. This is another passage that we look at it and we say, well, obviously, he's talking here about Jesus. But the promise has several fulfillments. First of all, Judah becomes um, the tribe that produces David and David's line. David's line ruled over the nation of Judah constantly. There was no dynasty outside of the nation of Judah. In the book of Psalms, the second psalm, it's a psalm of David in which David writes about himself, but listen to the words, and you can hear him also referring to one who comes after him. Psalm chapter 2, why do the nations become so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot against the Lord and against his anointed one literally his Messiah. Now, that refers to David. David was anointed as king over Israel, but it also refers to the Messiah who would come later. Let's break their chains, they cry. Free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who sits in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them, then in anger he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on my holy mountain. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son, today I have become your father. Only ask, and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. Then when he finishes 
this particular psalm. In verse 12, David says, submit to God's royal son or he'll become angry and you'll be destroyed in the midst of all your activity. For his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all who take refuge in him. David here, in one sense, is speaking about himself. But in another sense, you can hear him talking about someone beyond himself. Today the Lord said, I've become your father. You are my son. In the New Testament, New Testament authors pick up that verse in uh, Acts chapter 13 in one of Paul's sermons. He speaks quoting this verse. In Acts chapter 13, verse 32, Paul says, Now we're here to bring you this good news, the promise made to our ancestors. God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. Later on uh, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews not most likely written by Paul, but certainly by someone who traveled with Paul, had picked up Paul's way of thinking about the Old Testament. Hebrews 1.5, God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus, you're my son. Today I become your father. God also said, I'll be his father. He'll be my son. And then again, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5. This is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he would become high priest. No. He was chosen by God who said to him, You're my son. Today I've become your father. In another passage, God said to him, you're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now in the book of Hebrews, an entire uh, theology is developed equating Jesus with the order of priesthood given to Melchizedek. Melchizedek, having no genealogy in the book of Genesis, is said to have no father and no offspring, no beginning and no end just like Jesus. Jesus was a king, but not a king of an earthly kingdom. He's the ruler of the kingdom of God, a spiritual kingdom and yet beyond spiritual, a kingdom that indeed today has millions and millions of followers a kingdom that today can rule on the earth, not like presidents and kings rule, but they rule by their faithfulness, by obeying the one true king, King Jesus. 
Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, was Jesus a prophet?